And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. It's Monday, which means only one thing. It is a new BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. I'm Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio. And with me, as always, my man Ryan Horvat. You see him everywhere. You see him on BetMGM tonight. He is all over the place. How you doing, Ryan? How was your weekend? Incredible baseball. Our producer, Super Mario, is in a terrible mood. Everything about it is looking up. How you doing, Ryan? You know, it's Monday morning. Uh, so as good as I can be, right? And uh, I am excited for the games we got coming up today, the series we got this week. Great weekend of baseball. And what made my weekend, though, right? Because it was kind of a boring weekend, sat at home, just me and my son. But then I was on social media, and I saw producer Mario, and I saw, uh, what, now what's going down here? We got in a little war with Tim Anderson. The White Sox have been a little bit of a disappointment, but I saw Tim Anderson goes yard the other day, and then Mario's getting called out. What, what, uh, what's going on there? All I can tell you is that if you're listening to the show, BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL, we also have another show here on the BetQL network called Bet for the Cycle. It's a Saturday live gambling show for four hours hosted by me and uh, Rob Brown out of South Carolina. And it is also produced by our great producer, Super Mario. And it turns out, now in case you don't know this, Super Mario is quite a young man. Young, good-looking man with long hair. Turns yeah. out he's not as cultured as you might think. I mentioned the movie The Crow, and he stared at us like we were like we asked him the square root of something. Never heard of it. No knowledge no. of this film. Nothing. And I'm like, we're just kind of going crazy. Like, can't believe this. And there's there's one thing Super Mario loves in baseball. It's home run props. So last week he came in after a two home run game by Tim Anderson, saying, "Oh, Tim Anderson's gonna homer. He's gonna homer today." We're like, he's not gonna homer today not going to happen. You know what he's going to do? He's going to homer tomorrow, in fact, just to piss you off. And he's like, no, it's happening today. In fact, I'm doubling down. He's going to homer twice. And we were just sitting there going, like, what is wrong with you? You're yeah. digging your heels in for no reason. You're digging your heels in because you're 23 and you want to. And then we just said, you know what? We're going to jump all over this week after he didn't homer. And then, by the way, Tim Anderson that week didn't homer that day for Super Mario. And that next day he homered again after I said, you know what, I bet he'll homer tomorrow. And we made fun of Mario. So this week Mario said he wouldn't bet on Tim Anderson. He kind of started crapping all over Tim Anderson. So we, yeah. as proper hosts, decided to tell everybody who was watching live, Take the Tim Anderson home run prop. In fact, we're going to take it just to spite Mario. And then Mario was just kind of all over it, complaining that we were that we were doing this. And honestly, he felt insulted that we basically attacked that we were going to take this Tim Anderson home run prop while he's sitting there, you know, bad mouthing the great Tim Anderson. So we decided to throw an extra wager on it. We said if he homers today, you have to wear show up on show on camera. In fact, all four hours live. Dressed up as Brandon Lee from The Crow. Oh. And we just kept saying, he's like, he's not going to do it. He's going to go for four Ks. Yeah, fine. I'll do it. First pitch of the game, ladies and gentlemen. First pitch. Tim Anderson, opposite field tank. Watching Mario watch that live was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Just, he's looking down at his phone, seeing the results, and just, you see him start screaming, No! 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 
And he was, there was nothing about him that was fake or, or, or put on because this was during commercial break. He wasn't yeah. putting it on for the air. He was so mad. It was amazing. And it turns out he has this weird diversion to having makeup on his face. And he says it's going to make his skin like crawl. He's so miserable about this, which means this next Saturday is going to be the greatest game of all time. And Tim Anderson is the greatest baseball player currently living on earth. I love you, yeah. Tim Anderson. Thank you, Tim Anderson. And on top of that, um, it's just it's just really nice to see that the next morning, Mario woke up and decided to throw a nice little tweet out in the air and say, you know what, good morning to everyone, except for Cody Decker, Rob Brown, and Tim Anderson. Which prompted Tim Anderson to roll out of bed and say, yo, hating ass. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Tim Anderson takes no crap from anybody especially producer mario let me say this really quick now never call out tim anderson mario all right tim anderson the one thing i have on my fantasy team this year that's actually producing also i'm disappointed now i know 1994 mario you probably weren't even alive but how have you never seen the movie the crow not only is it a great film now don't go now don't do the sequel without brandon lee but not only is it a great film, Cody, but the soundtrack, you have Burn from the Cure on there. Oh, beautiful song. Big Empty, Stone Temple Pilots. Mario's probably not even an STP. He's probably not even a Scott Weiland guy. He had Rage Against the Machine, Darkness on that soundtrack. That may be one of the great movie soundtracks ever. And the fact that he hasn't seen the movie, I hope he's seen the movie now if he's going to dress up like the crow. Like he Brandon said he was going to watch it. You gotta watch that. That's a great. Well, I movie. watched it last night. It, it was. It was okay. It was good. It was okay. It was go- okay. okay. Are, are you saying it's okay because you have to dress up as him and you're just so mad and it's sullied the beauty of that film? You hate ass. <laughs> I'm, I'm hating ass. <laughs> Man, Mario, I never knew you were. Man, you got to get home and put some water in Buck Nasty's mama's dish. This is the player player haters ball from Chappelle or something. We got. Uh, we got to rename him. We got to name him to the hating ass Mario. We got to get rid of the super hating ass Mario. That's what Tim. That's what Tim Anderson has dubbed the. Yeah, you should trademark this, man. Like, if Tim Anderson called me out, I would have to put like my Twitter bio. It would be like hating ass Mario. Yeah, you know, we, you team. A- yeah, at the very end of your bio, it should say Tim Anderson called me a hating ass. And that's who you should be. You should become hating ass Mario. Let's make shirts. Hating ass Mario. Yes, I love that. Like, <laughs> like if you after the show, The Wire, there was snitching Randy. Randy. <laughs> hating ass, ass Mario. I love that. Oh, so good. Well, we had an incredible weekend of baseball. Not just the great Tim Anderson, who made us all so very happy. But on top of that, I mean, Kyle Schwarber had a great weekend, even though the Mets had the really great weekend. The Dodgers had a good weekend. So let's go through it. Let's take a look at some teams and players that had incredible weekends. And there are some teams that are really standing out. We'll start with you. What's a team? We'll start with one team. Why don't we go two teams? Two teams to you that has really stood out this weekend. All right, so I'm going to lead off with, uh, and I hate to do this, man, but especially on our show, BetMGM Tonight, which you can catch 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on the Odyssey app, of course, and stations all across the globe. But uh, we've had a lot of Yankees hate Garrett Cole slander on our show, and I'm actually going to lead off the show. I don't have to apologize to the Yankees because I've said all year long now I'm not going to play any Yankees futures, but am I going to be shocked if they end up winning that division? I don't want them to. I do have the Blue Jays' future, but, man, Aaron Judge, um, 
You know, you saw it. He had his 18th career multi-homer game. He had seven homers during this team's winning streak. I know three of those came against Kansas City, but still, man, uh, led by Aaron Judge. Yankees, they were down in that game. What has been their issue this year? You know, stranding runners in scoring position. Uh, their offense struggling a little bit, but they score six runs. They come back. They beat the Royals, and they've won 11 of their last 12 games. They're now 16-6 and six on the season, and they have the best record in all of Major League Baseball after my co-host slandered the New York Yankees. So I'm actually going to lead off with the Yankees as that team for me. Um, second, I got to give honorable mention to the Mets, man, because the Mets, like I said this on Friday, I think the Mets, like the Mets are probably going to end up winning the World Series if they're if they're able to get Jacob Degrom back. Max Scherzer, you know, Max Scherzer, and I know it was not his best performance, not his best start, but like he shouldn't be doing what he's doing at his age. That team, they lead Major League Baseball. They're top five in batting average. They're scoring runs. They have power. They hit for average. The Mets are scary right now, which makes me really hate myself for my Phillies play. You know, even with the Kyle Schwarber homer, honorable mention to him. Did play that on Sunday. Uh, the home run prop, after I said I was done with home run props. So I'll go with the Mets and the Yankees. I guess I'm going all New York. Well, then on the flip side, I'm going to switch it up for you because there's a team out here west that really has been making some na name for themselves. Listen, the, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are killing it. They are a team that's absolutely standing out. They have 15 wins right now. They're beating up on everybody. They got one more game as of today for this weekend series against the Chicago White Sox. See if the White Sox can split the series. But the way it's looking right now, man, the, the Angels, they are just an incredible ball club. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of them. And you want to go on the other team that I'm going to look at? You stayed in New York? Fine. I'll stay in L.A., the Los Angeles Dodgers, man. You just know what they are. They are right now, and it's amazing because even though we have – you know, verbally agree they are arguably the best offense in Major League Baseball, if not the best offense in Major League Baseball for the past 20 years. Right now, if you can say that the Dodgers have quietly been beating up on everybody, it's about as quiet as the Dodgers can be while they have 15 wins in the best net, uh, record in the National League along with the Mets. So it's like the Dodgers, Mets, yeah, uh, Yankees and Angels, it is coming up all L.A. and New York right now in Major League Baseball. And quite frankly, the records completely show it. These are the four best teams in Major League Baseball right now. There's a few other on, right on the cusp, like the Toronto Blue Jays, as you mentioned. That's, yeah. uh, the Minnesota Twins have really done a lot of damage, a little bit more at the beginning of the season than we were expecting. Hey, man, I'm loving baseball right now, but right now, New York, Los Angeles, they are the epicenter of Major League Baseball. Sorry, could you say Yeah, that? absolutely. I'll give an honorable mention to the Milwaukee Brewers who, you know, I mean, granted, you're cleaned up against the Cubs, and they did drop Sunday's game, which I was all over the Cubs. It was Marcus Stroman's 31st birthday. He gets his first quality start for the Cubs, picks up his first victory for the Cubs in a 2 nothing win on getaway day, but uh, Brewers... Finally starting to live up to that preseason hype. Granted, it's the NL Central, man. But the Cardinals, I'm not saying fading away, but the Brewers starting to look like the class of the division. So I'll give them an honorable mention. Christian Yelich starting to look a little bit better, man. If you could get that from Yelich, uh, you know, they should easily win that division. Mm -hmm. Well, let's uh, switch away from players, I mean, from teams. Let's look at players. Yeah. And it's right here on the rundown. Um, pick two players that had an MVP winning, winning uh, weekend. No 
blank Tim Anderson because the blank Man. is an expletive that I'm not going to say right here because that is written by uh, hating ass Mario. So let's just understand that I could say Tim Anderson and I want to say Tim Anderson, but I'm not going to say Tim Anderson who had an MVP type weekend or week, I should say. Uh, but I will go with Carlos Correa. Carlos yeah. Correa has five straight games with multi-hits. He is arguably one of the main reasons, along with Buxton, of course, that this team is going on a massive hot streak right now. They got 13 wins. They're 13-8. They are having, as of right now, a commanding league in the completely anemic AL Central. Hey, man, I'd watch out for the Twins going forward. I kind of faded them a little at the beginning of the season, but right now they are looking like the only team in the Central that is real. Yeah, I completely agree. I'm really worried about the White Sox. I hate that I laid minus 200 and minus 190 for them to win the division. Now, again, it's early. They're beat up, but I expect them uh, hopefully to be just fine. I don't know, though. I am on them today, but we'll preview that coming up a little bit later on. I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with a pitcher. I'm going to go with Kevin Gossman, man, and you look what he's doing right now. 31 and two-thirds, and he has yet to give up a single walk or a home run, which puts him in rare company. I saw this tweet. He joins only Cy Young is the only starter in the World Series era, so since 1903, to begin a season with five consecutive outings of no walks, no homers allowed, in a minimum of 20 innings total. So you saw it again yesterday, 3-2 victory over the Astros, which the Blue Jays needed, man. He went seven innings, gave up two runs. Um, it was great again. He's 31 years old. It's his 10th season. He's been with five different teams, and he's better than ever. I love what I'm seeing from Gossman, man. Again, a ridiculous start to the season. He's my early uh, Cy Young candidate, and Toronto needs him. So I love what I'm seeing from him. I already talked about Aaron Judge, who's been on a tear, man. Um, again, he's hit, what, seven homers during this winning streak. The Yankees have won 11 of their last 12. Now, all of a sudden, after we were slandering them, they have the best record in all of Major League Baseball. But I'm going to go with a different uh, candidate here for my second pick. Give me the number three prospect in all of Major League Baseball. I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez, who hit his first homer for our Seattle Mariners. Yes! 7-3 W. They needed it, man. The number three prospect gave Seattle, I believe, a 5-0 lead, and they needed that one. They were on a four-game losing streak. Miami looks really good. Seven-game winning streak gets snapped yesterday. We'll talk about them later. But I'll go with, uh, yeah, give me Julio Rodriguez. That was fun to see. Dude, these prospects, man, baseball is better than it's ever been. Remember when we had to wait and wait for these guys to come up? Now they just come up, and there's like... They, they just look like they're ready to go immediately, hitting 450-feet bombs. Yeah, and it's not just him. I mean, look throughout the league of all these guys that are absolutely right. doing great to start the year. I mean, really, baseball has never been so young that it is right now. And, yeah, you're not lying. And also, another name I would love to throw on the list is a Byron Buxton. But, hey, another name I'm going to throw out there, and it might be cheating, so I'm not going to say him. I'm going to say a name that's going to really shock you because he's had an unbelievable opening month of the season. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Manny Machado. Manny Machado right now has put himself in the running of an actual serious MVP contender. He's currently hitting, what, 380 right now? I put out a home run prop for him on Saturday, and he absolutely went yard to right center field, and it was a tank. And I mean a line drive tank. Manny Machado right now looks like one of, if not the best player in Major League Baseball. And for some reason, no one is talking about him in any way, shape, or form. So right now, I am strongly suggesting to get out your BetMGM app and take a look at the future MVP pick for, for Manny Machado. 
Yeah, man, and that's why I said I think the Padres are going to be just fine without Tatis. And I know that they dropped Saturday's game. So I should give an honorable mention to them and Manny Machado, man, because I was on the Padres all weekend except for on Saturday, and I was like, you know what? I think Pittsburgh is going to win this game. Took them in the first five, and it was tied up at three, so I got a push there. But they come back. They win that one in extras. I want to say seven to six, the over hit in that game. But decent start to the year for the Padres, man. And, uh, you know, they, they need all the wins. you got to beat up on the teams like Pittsburgh, though, because the Dodgers are so good. I watched every Dodgers game this weekend. It's just I, I can't believe we're still getting – I checked it again this morning, plus 500 odds on the Dodgers to win the World Series, man. And you know, another name on the San Diego Padres I really do think deserves some mentioning because he also had an incredible first month of the season. In fact, I'd say it's the best month of his entire career. Eric Hosmer has swung the yeah. bat incredibly well. And listen, I've always actually been a, I, I, I actually like Eric Hosmer, but I've always been very critical of Eric Hosmer since coming over to San Diego because, and it's not because of him, it's because the contract that he got was just so unbearably unreasonable. That one, he was never going to live up to it. Two, he wasn't going to come close to living up to it. In fact, his entire his war since joining the Padres has been a perfect zero point zero since he's joined the team. So that's not what you want to spend hundred and forty million dollars on. But right now, he's hitting nearly four hundred. He's got like four yeah. home runs. This is a guy that has not hit a lot of home runs, and he is playing out of his mind. Good for Eric Hosmer. It's huge for San Diego. And if he could keep this up all season, who knows what's going to happen down there in San Diego because he really does look incredible thus far, and I hope he keeps it up. Yeah, absolutely, man. And if they could just get, you know, I mean, if they could get Trent Grisham going at the top of that order or some of these other guys going, I think they'll be just fine until they get to T. So, and, and again, uh, Manny Machado. Uh, again, Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. isn't even there. So this is, they have 15 wins. I mean, they're, they're not playing bad baseball they're they're 15 and 8 right now the a yeah. the nl west is just so so good you got them at 15 and 8 you got the dodgers what are they at right now what are they uh they're 14 and 7 yeah yeah uh yeah the giants 14 and 8 uh, i mean the, all these teams are 15 win teams the rockies have what another 13 14 wins i mean this is even the Diamondbacks have double-digit wins. Like, the Diamondbacks are in last place in that division. They're 10-13. and 13. I know. I know, man. Like, everybody, it, the, the only team that you could count on losing every single day is the Reds at 3-19, and 19, but the Diamondbacks 10-13. and 13. You just brought up the Rockies are 13-9, and nine, and they're still, you know, second to last in that division. The Giants, after kind of a rough weekend for them, they're 14-8, and eight, but they have, I think, the second, like, largest run differential next to only the Dodgers. You know, Buster... Um, Rodon's been awesome. I almost said Buster Posey. He's obviously gone. He retires, and all they do is retool. Jack Peterson, I know he's going to be injured for a week here, but uh, he's been off to a nice start this season. So you can't sleep on the Giants. The Padres are 15-8 and eight and 7-3 and three in their last 10. That division's so fun. Yeah, it really, really is. Well, that is it for our first segment. We're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about way too early who's going to win. The AL and the NL. We already heard Ryan Horvat, who he thinks the National League is going to be, and we're going to have a debate on that because I don't think the Mets can get past the Dodgers. He seems to think so. We're going to debate about it right here on BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast 
Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Welcome back into the BetMGM MLB podcast. We're powered by BetQL. He's Cody Decker. I'm Ryan Horvat. After another exciting weekend of baseball, we've uh, pretty much recapped everything, broke everything down. We gave out our MVPs and our teams of the week. And now we're going to take a look at our early, way too early, uh, predictions here in future market. So who's winning the AL in the National League? So, uh, Cody, I was not a believer in the New York Mets coming into the season. You know, they're 16-7 and seven right now. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're just as good on the road as they are at home. At home this year, 7-3, and 9-4 and four on the road. I am now a believer of the New York Mets if they're able to stay healthy. Now, we got to look at it like this, all right? Their starting pitchers have beat up on the Diamondbacks. They played the Diamondbacks already six times this season. The Nationals, who are as bad as expected, especially since Juan Soto is just being pitched around every at-bat. No reason uh, to throw at him ever. No, no, especially, dude, with that lineup, absolutely not. But look at their other series, right? They did beat the, the Phillies, who have been a big disappointment for me, the Giants, who have been the Giants, and the Cardinals. So they won their first six series for the first time in Mets history. You know, uh, if they're able to get Jacob DeGrom back, I know that MRI showed considerable healing of this stress fracture. So he's cleared now, I believe, to begin his strengthening exercises. If they're able to get DeGrom back, let's say by July, with this version of Scherzer, which Scherzer is just never going to age, man, with that lineup, I think the Mets are for real. Still, though, I, I can't. I, I played the Dodgers plus 500 to win the World Series. Do you think I should add a future with the Mets kind of as my hedge? Because they're the other team in the National League. And as I pull up BetMGM right now, they're plus 800 to win the World mm-hmm. Series. But you're still getting really good value, plus 400 to represent the NL in the World Series. I think the Mets are for real. But are they going to Met down the stretch as they've done the last, what, three, four years? If you're going to hedge your bet where you're currently sitting, well, you probably got the Dodgers to do the four to one or five to one. I currently, yeah. yeah, I currently see them at plus four fifty, so their odds are only getting harder to bet on. Uh, the Mets, I'm getting at eight to one. Yeah, if you're going to hedge your bet, that's about as good of a place you can hedge your bet right now. Because looking throughout this entire list, I mean, there's some other names on this list where the 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 odds are looking kind of nice. I mean, there's some teams that have fallen a little bit. The White Sox were the second highest odds to win the World Series at one point. They were at plus 600. You can get the White Sox right now at 12 to one because of their uh, bad start. The Giants are have roughly the same record as the Dodgers. You can currently get them at 17 to one, and the Padres you can get them at 18 to one. They have the same record as the Dodgers. Not to mention the team that I always talk about at 95 plus wins every year, the Tampa Bay Rays. You could also get at 18 to one. And by the way. What was the team that I said is the best team in Major League Baseball on the AL side? The Angels? <laughs> 25 to 1. Like, yeah. there are some really, really good bets out there. Um, and by the way, the White Sox, they're not fading the White Sox too much despite their tough start to the season. Yeah, their seasons started off tough. Listen, I, I, I can't sit here and pretend that the Los Angeles Dodgers aren't the best team. They are just on paper, on the field, period the best team. Like, even yesterday, Walker Bueller had 50 pitches through three innings, and it didn't even matter. It, at no point did it, it almost looks like, and I and correct me if I'm wrong if you think something's different, it almost looks like the Dodgers are bored while they're be- beating up on these teams. And I'm yeah. not kidding. It seems like they're barely trying to beat up on these teams. And it's going to take playing against the Giants, the Padres, and the Mets eventually for them to really turn on the gas. But they already turned on the gas once to the San Diego Padres, and they beat up on the Padres like kind of like they were their stepchildren. It was, it was, it was like, what the hell? Like, how are you this much better? 
and this much more advanced by this really good Padre team. Yeah, yeah, no, and exactly. And so that's why I hate to come on the pod and be chalky every single Monday, every single Friday when we hit the futures market. But yeah, man, like I'm trying to make the case for the Mets, but you go back to spring and, you know, we were doing the preview pods and I was listening to everybody else do their pods and season previews. And it was like, okay, what's the one knock on the Dodgers heading into the season? And there were people like, well, I don't know if I trust the rotation. And it's like Walker Bueller has been great. Kershaw has been great. Urias has been great. And oh yeah, by the way, Dustin May is on his way back. So last year they won, what, 107 games, whatever it was. This year they're already on pace to win 108 games. And I think that sounds about right, especially if they do get Dustin May back. And you know it's the Dodgers. So if, if they're going to be in contention, obviously. They're going to win that division. And if there's somebody to be had out there before the trade deadline, they'll get them. So mm-hmm. plus 500, plus 450, I'm fine with. You're still getting 4-1 to odds with the best team in all of baseball. I'll play devil's advocate, and I'll throw out the Giants just because of the price that you threw out there. Again, now, not their best weekend, but going into the weekend, they had the second-highest run differential in all of Major League Baseball. Actually, they were tied with the Dodgers. And look what they lost, man. They won 107 games themselves last year in the same division as the Dodgers and the Padres, and they lose Buster Posey. They lose, they lose Kevin Gossman, who right now is putting together statistically the best season of pitchers put together in, since 1906. And they've just... They keep retooling. Like, Rodon, like, I don't know what the hell the White Sox were thinking, letting Rodon go. And then Jack Peterson's been great. And I know he's injured. He's got a groin or whatever, so he'll be fine. But, I mean, you can make the case for the Giants. And then the last team you can make the case for, I think, in the National League, it's just the lineup scares me, the Brewers pitching staff. If Freddie Peralta finds what he had last year, you know, with Corbin Burns, I know he took the loss on Sunday to the Cubs, but it was a 2 nothing game and he had 10 strikeouts. Woodruff's been fine. Hater's been solid closing games. If they get Devin Williams back to what he was two years ago when he was rookie of the year, they could be scary. But I'm going to be chalky, and in the NL, I'm going to stick with my Dodgers pick. Yeah, I think it's smart, but I, I'm not against you hedging your bet. By the way, I would love your thoughts. Any sleeper teams that you think are not getting yeah. paid attention to? Because i got a sleeper team. Um, and it's a team that I kind of faded at the beginning of the season. And even right now, it seems like a very good time to fade them. Although, I was kind of hoping with their... 500 start that their odds would shift a little bit not as much as i was hoping and that's the houston astros uh the houston astros right now are 11 and 11 they're not off to a dynamite start they're playing good baseball but you got the angels off to a hot start i'm willing to believe that the angels are going to not not necessarily sputter out but they're going to slow down a little bit and when they do i think the the houston astros are going to start to catch up a little bit um i think they're just on the cusp of ready to kind of go off a little but the Vegas odds still have them at 10 to 1, and I was hoping to get them closer to about 22 to 1 right now. And if I don't get them above 20 to 1, I'm never going to touch them. But if they still continue this for another month, say at the end of May, if they're still around 500, I wouldn't be afraid to take a little flyer on the Houston Astros. All right, I'll go to the NL for my sleeper team. And now this is really a sleeper team. We're just looking for best value because as far as like sleeper teams, like you know, have a realistic shot to win a World Series. I'd say as far as I'd go, be maybe the Giants, maybe the Cardinals. I don't trust the Cardinals, and I can't place a bet on the Cardinals. Me neither. How about in the NL? Let's go with, because uh, it's 80-1, to 1, man, right now, to win the World Series, 40-1 to 1 just to rep the NL. I'm going to go with the Marlins. I just love that rotation. Again, we're looking for sleepers, all right? Look, that, look that's like- not a sleeper. That's just a, hey, let's roll up the cash into a ball and just shoot it into the trash can. Come, well, on. come on! I love the Marlins too, but we just finished talking about how good the Mets are. <laughs> Cody, Cody, I'll tell you this though: 
All right, I played the Phillies. As you know, I'm going to say it 40 more times probably on the pod to win the division at 3-1. to one. I would feel more comfortable placing a value bet on the Marlins at 80-1 to one than I would on the Phillies 25-1. to one. Really? I, I mean, really? It's like, I like the Marlins. Marlins. Again, but the Marlins currently are 12-9. and nine. They're having a good start to their season. And the Phillies are currently, what, 10-11? Uh, and 11? Or something like that, 11-12? Okay, so they have a better record right now. And yes, the odds at 80-1 to 1 are attractive. But you know this team is finishing third at best in their division. You know it. You don't they think it. Sad. You know 100% they're going to finish at best third. You know what, damn it, pizza money on the Marlins. Now, now this is going become personal. I'm all in on the Marlins. And you know what? I hate the Marlins. Let me let me rant on the Marlins really quick. You know, let me tell you why I hate the Marlins. People always say, how could you hate the Marlins? They're harmless. No, they're not, man. I've been a Cubs fan 30-plus years. I got oh, one you really hate the Marlins, yep. These dudes, they win a World Series with guys like Josh Beckett, and then they just blow the team up, and they get another World Series a couple of years later. It's just not fair if you're a fan of baseball to watch that. But uh, all right, so for me, yep, it is the Marlins, 80-1. to 1, And then also I'm taking a little shot with the uh, Giants. But the price stinks, 20-1. to 1, Like, they're in the division with the Dodgers. Yep, it's the fish for me. Oh, man, I, I, think, you're, I think you're reaching a lot. Like yeah. way reaching, but you know, you that that pick, even though I don't hate the team, and I really don't hate the team, I actually like the team. I think they're exciting and I think they're taking great steps forward. Can you imagine if that team say did get if say Derek Jeter did get what he wanted, which was yeah. Nick Cassianos? Oh, how much better do you think this team would be right now if they had Nick Cassianos on it right now? If they had Nick Cassianos, I would be very inclined to take you up on that eighty to one. I just don't think they have enough gas in the tank to last this all season. It's 20 games in. Dude, Jazz, I mean, he's been so good. Cooper's been great. But, man, if they had Castellanos, that's a great point right there, too. Plus, that's just like a winning. Like, all he wants to do is go to the postseason. You saw that in the half of the year. I felt so bad, you know, after the Cubs choked down the stretch and he didn't get into the postseason. I remember they showed a clip. He was in the dugout like 30 minutes after the game just sitting there, man, just just disappointed. I want to see him in the postseason. That would have been a huge pickup. Let me throw one more your way, and you brought him up already. I still think of it as a value pick because they're still sitting there 25-1. to 1. How about the Angels? Now Trout's starting to heat up. Otani's starting to heat up. Look what they've done to start the season, and I know they're hitting for average, but like, imagine when the weather warms up and these guys are hitting bombs. Imagine if Rendon could stay healthy. The Angels. Give me an Angels-Dodgers World Series. Dodgers plus 500, plus 450 in some spots, and then the Angels 25-1. to 1. This is going to be the year. They're at least getting into the postseason. They're at least winning my 85 games, right? I want to say yes. I want to okay. say yes because I want them to go forward in this season. However, there is something that really, really scared me yesterday. Otani what? leaving the game is yeah. a problem, especially leaving the game with a leg injury because keep in mind, losing Otani isn't just losing your DH. Losing Otani means you just lost your ace pitcher too. That's yeah. a huge deal, and this has always been, and again, I, I think Otani is a superhuman, what he can do and what he has done, and the reason why I faded him at the beginning of this season was, I'm like, listen, up until last year, we have never seen Shohei Otani healthy for a full season. We saw for a full season last year, and it was incredible, just the most magical season we've ever seen from a player. Yeah. I simply cannot assume this guy can stay this healthy for multiple years at that high of a 
that high of a rate. I just can't. And watching him leave the game yesterday made me go immediately, like, put my head down going, oh, no. Oh, no. Please be mild. Do not let this linger and keep happening all throughout the season. I'm scared it's going to happen. And listen, if Otani's not in that lineup, they still have Trout, Rendon, some serious heavy hitters. Marsh has been playing great. Walsh hasn't even started to play great, but he he will play fine. But losing Otani hurts so much. How much does it hurt? Well, how many times has Mike Trout been in the playoffs? Yeah, zero, right? One? Yeah, uh, maybe once. I think yeah. I think the answer is zero, though. I don't remember him in the playoffs. I got swept, I want to say. Yeah, I, I don't so, remember. So it's just, oh. I, without Otani, I don't see this team going to the playoffs. And they need, honestly, they do need more arms, even though they're pitching well right now. It's April. Well, see, now it's May, but it's only been April. That's what I was going to ask you because it was such a weird, you know, off season, right? Uh, with the with with the lockout, with the strike, and nobody really able being able to do business. And then it was like, up, oh, baseball's back. You got three weeks to kind of finalize your rosters here. Maybe I think that that's what they need the most, right? Because they don't need another bat. They need another arm. They need another starting arm. I was worried about the bullpen coming into the season, but I was going to bring that up just with Otani because he does throw so hard. He plays every single day, and they rely so much. I mean, he's the most valuable player in all of Major League Baseball in the American League, so they need him out there. I think that that's what they need, though. They need to add another arm. Even though the pitching's been solid to start the season, and I was worried about the bullpen, just that's the thing that scares me. Like, if you lose him, they're in trouble. So, yeah, that's the only thing that would concern me with the Angels. I'm with you. Yeah, same. Well, uh, why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll go over today's and opening series of the week. Horvat, are you excited for today and this week? Because we got some serious, serious matchups. I really am. I got one big bet, and I'm going to give that to you next on the BetMGM MLB podcast. Ryan Horvat, Cody Decker, powered by BetQL. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Welcome back into the BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. He's Cody Decker. I'm Ryan Horvat. It's Monday, so we got plenty of games to get to. And let's just go right away, man, because I got one big bet that I really like. And it uh, first pitches in a couple hours, so we should probably throw this play out. But first, let's start with this one. The Kansas City Royals taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. Zach Granke. 0-1 to start the year with a 2.86 ERA. I actually just put him in my starting lineup. This, this is how bad my fantasy baseball team is. He's probably going to be my ace this week. He's going against Mats, who the ERA is above 6, 6.11 on the season, 2-1 on the year. Any play for you in this one? For me, I would actually maybe take a shot with the Royals uh, against the Cardinals today. That's what I'm doing. Road really? dogs at plus 125, and it's because of Steven Matz on the mound. Um, yeah. I didn't understand the signing. I, I don't. I didn't understand the fascination behind Steven Matz. I didn't understand why the Mets were so angry they didn't get Steven Matz. I, I thought, I, I, I think this is a, this is going to be a great game for Kansas City on the road. Granky on the mound, off to a good start this season. The Royals, a better team than we gave them credit for to start the year, but still going to be maybe at best a 500 team. I am interested in the totals, though, because I do think they're setting it a little low at yeah. 7. Um, I'm more inclined, very, very inclined to take the over at minus 120. Same here. Those low totals, I would only go over right there. So, yeah, I'm going to take a shot with the dog here, actually. Now, this isn't the big play I was talking. This is just a small little play. But Granky, 
five starts this season. He's given up three runs. Uh, or I'm sorry, he's actually uh, been great this year, man. He's got a 2.86 ERA. And then check this out in his career against the Cardinals: 13 and six with a 3.58 ERA and 21 appearances. Going against Mats, uh, I'll go with Granky and I'll take a shot with the dog. All right. Also coming up, here's the one that I really like. I know you're going to like this as well. Tell me what you're going to do with the strikeout prop. Uh, Angels take on the White Sox. The Angels, third in Major League Baseball with a 255 batting average. Love what I'm seeing. But I'm actually going to fade them today, and I'm going to go with the Chicago White Sox because it's still in C-Stay, 2-1 this season, 3-2-70 ERA. Um, I, I love Dylan Cease, man. He's my favorite pitcher in all of Major League Baseball. I know the Sox are struggling, but if he's on the mound, that's an autoplay for me. Your thoughts? Autoplay, White Sox, run line, Dylan Cease on the mound. Strikeout prop, take the over. Dylan Cease is your strikeout prop king. He's my strikeout prop king. All hail the strikeout prop king that is Dylan Cease. And if Dylan Cease pitches himself a good game today, I wouldn't be surprised if you see the White Sox immediately start to turn this around a little bit. I know they're banged up. I know they have an all-star team on the IL, but they still have a good enough team on the field right now that they should be competing a lot better than they currently are, and they need someone like Dylan Cease to go out and have a dominant performance, which he will put up double-digit Ks to that Angels team. And why are they going to do it? Because Otani's not in the lineup, baby. That's going to be three extra Ks right there. Yeah, absolutely. And so the White Sox, uh, they've actually, the prices went up a little bit, minus 145 on the money line. What I did since we were going to be recording the podcast, just in case something happened, this happened to me last week uh, where I didn't choose action. And then my pitcher, my starting pitcher was ruled out. Uh, I had like a stomach problem or something like 30 minutes before first pitch. So what I did here is I actually took money line listed pitcher, Dylan Cease, minus 145, just because I want to make sure he's on the mound because he's the only thing, only player I trust. I mean, Giolito's been fine, but he's the only guy I trust on that roster right now. So I will go with the White Sox, minus 145 on the money line on getaway day to knock off my Angels. Again, it's pretty scary. The Angels have been awesome, man. Taylor Ward, five homers. Trout's heating up. Brandon Marsh already with 15 RBIs this season. But I think if anybody's going to lock him down today, it'll be Dylan Cease. I think Vegas is very interesting, though, because they seem to think about Dylan Cease the same way we do, because obviously the Angels with the best record in the American League right now, and they are currently road dogs plus 120. I mean, obviously, if you want to play, you know, if you want to play the safe money, quote unquote, you would take the Angels right now on the money line. But I want to say this again. I'm a big run line guy. I've always been yeah. big on the run line. And I want you to hear this again right now. Yesterday, Sunday, as we're recording on Monday morning, do you know how many run lines hit yesterday? Every game but one. Every single game was won by two runs or more with the exception of the Houston Astros versus Toronto Blue Jays yesterday. This has been a massive trend, a lot of separation all season long. So do I think the White Sox are going to win? Yes. How much do I think they're going to win by? More than one. Run line, baby. I love the run line this year. Yeah, you're right. That's a great point right there as I look at Sunday. All right. That makes me feel a little bit better if I want to jump on a run line today. All right. Uh, 641st pitch Eastern time tonight. You got the Arizona Diamondbacks, who, as we talked about during that first segment, man, kind of a surprise team. They're 10-13 and 13 this season. They got double-digit wins. They travel to take on my future World Series champion. New <laughs> <laughs> Orleans, 12-9, baby, on the season. Minus 160 on the money line. The reason being for that price is... It's Pablo Lopez Day. He has been awesome to start the season. 3-0 and 
He has a 0.39 ERA. He has allowed. He hasn't allowed many uh, guys to score on him. He's he's been ridiculous this season. Um, he only has four walks, by the way. So three and zero for Pablo Lopez. He goes against Zach Gallen, who's also been pretty damn good. He's 14 strikeouts, only four walks this year. I'm not gonna play this one. It would be the fish or nothing. Maybe go with the under. That's a hell of a pitching matchup, man. Lopez against Except Gallen. Except one massive problem with that under. It is really low. It's six and a half. Six and a half. Wow. It is such a low number that I'm even staying away from that. In fact, even with these yeah. two pitchers on the mound with sub one ERAs, you know that's not going to last forever. You have to assume it's going to end at some point. I'm almost inclined to say take the over today, but I want to be right so much that I'm not going to tell you to do it. I think you stay away from this game at all costs. I'm not looking at the run line, money line, nothing. I don't think there's enough value for the Diamondbacks at plus 135 because I do think the Marlins are far better and they're playing in Miami. And both these pitchers with a sub-1 ERA and the line set too low. There's nothing in this game that I like. Not a single thing except for maybe looking at one of the first five props. Maybe taking it under in the first five I might be interested in. Yeah, yeah, then you don't have to rely on the bullpen. I like that. All right, moving on. We got another one, big series here. We get the Yankees taking on the Blue Jays. Jordan Montgomery on the mound. He's been solid to start the season. What are you doing here? Because here's where the Yankees traveled to Toronto, and I don't really know who can play and who cannot play, right? Like, who's vaccinated? Like, is Anthony Rizzo vaccinated? Who's going to be out there? I haven't seen an official. I mean, this game, we're like eight hours away from first pitch. I don't know who's able to play and who's not. I haven't seen anybody report on this. I the Yankees. What's that? Every morning I have on my Apple Watch, I get every major league team's lineup just constantly yeah. reporting on my watch. I have yet to see a Yankee lineup get posted on my Apple Watch yet, so I truly don't know what's going to happen. Here's the thing. Based on the history, you know Rizzo's not there. You know it. You right. know Rizzo's not there. And Rizzo's been one of the hottest hitters for the Yankees, for one of the hottest teams in baseball. Judge? Is Judge going to be there? Because I have to assume no. And as of right now, even if they are there... I don't care. I would have probably faded the Yankees anyways. But right now, right out the gate, especially not even knowing the lineup, I have to assume that Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo are not going to be there. Already, right now, without knowing the lineup, we got the Blue Jays on the plus uh, with plus money at home at plus 100 against the Yankees. I would have taken it with Judge on the in the and Rizzo in the lineup, even with them with them not in the lineup. Yep. Jumping all over. In fact, get, jump on it now before Vegas figures it out and knows that they're not in the lineup. Yeah, I'm with you. It would be the Blue Jays. In fact, I'm going to play the Blue Jays plus 100. And like you said, I probably would have leaned that way regardless, even going against Jordan Montgomery. There's eventually going to probably be some regression. Yankees are hot right now. They're due for a letdown spot. They make that trip you know, anyway to Toronto. I'm with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Blue Jays, and I like that we're getting plus money. In fact, that was a show rule anyway. Anytime the Blue Jays, we were getting plus money, I thought we had to play you them. You guys have to. If you get plus money with the Toronto Blue Jays, so if you get plus money with these teams, Blue Jays, Yankees, Dodgers, obviously the Yankees and Dodgers, you're probably never going to see plus money, Giants and Mets, if you see plus money on a money line for some weird reason, which means I'm assuming the entire team's in the hospital, take it. Just take it, because you're never going to see it again. And I'm with you, and I know I'm not, I'm not the biggest home run prop guy these days, but man, uh, after hitting that Kyle Schorber homer prop in the first inning last night, I'm taking a look at some numbers. So Vlad is plus 500 tonight, Bo Bichette's plus 650, George Springer plus 450, 
Chapman plus 450. Those are some nice prices. I know Montgomery's been good. I'll take a shot with Vlad tonight. I'm getting five to one odds, a little pizza money on him to homer. I, I do like it. You said another name that really caught my ear, and that was Springer at plus 450. Um, yeah. That's that's a little sexy for me. I might be throwing a little sprinkle on that later. All right, we got the Orioles at home, plus 120, taking on the Twins, who have got off to a nice little start. You brought up Buxton as a potential MVP candidate. They're minus 145 favorites, Minnesota is. Uh, the total in that game, 7.5. It's actually minus 115 to the under as of right now. Anything for you, I mean, I'm always looking for value. I can't do it with Baltimore, man. No, you can't do it with Baltimore, but we can't sit here and pretend. Baltimore is uh, oh, 8-14. Right. I mean, yeah. they're not great, but I didn't expect them to win eight games in the month of April. I really did not. And they have the same record as the Boston Red Sox right now. Did we expect that? But, yeah, they're playing the Twins who are on a hot streak. Buxton playing some incredible baseball. Looks like the superstar they paid him to be. Uh, not to mention Correa has had double-digit hits in five straight games. Obviously, I'm fading the Orioles. Obviously, I'm going to put the uh, go on the run line, plus 120. No question about it. The, the Twins are going to win by 10 runs. Yeah, Chris, ba Chris Paddock on the mound for them. All right, moving along, we got the, uh, here's a good one, Atlanta Braves taking on the New York Mets. That series begins tonight, and it's going to be Max Freed taking on Chris Bassett. Hell of a pitching matchup, which is why that total is so low. Here's another one, man, six and a half. Now, these totals, the reason these totals are so low right now, unders are hitting at about a 70% clip. Mm -hmm. um, we know the ball's dead. Uh, we're seeing all this all these low totals, these 3-1, 2-1 games, but still six and a half. It is slightly juiced to the over minus 120. It is a solid pitching matchup. I'd probably have to take the over with these two lineups. I do expect the Braves to start heating up now that Acuna is back in the lineup. They're 10 and 13. They need some wins. Mets off to a nice start, 16 and 7. But again, they're, they got the fourth best batting average in all of Major League Baseball, whatever it is. I'd probably go over even in this pitching matchup. I'm going to fade the Mets today. I'm legitimately going to do it. And why am I going to do it? Because the last two starts, Max Freed looks like Max Freed. And if I was everybody in Major League Baseball, I'd be very scared of Max Freed right now. Um, I think he's going to go out there and have a dominant performance. I'm looking very forward to seeing my boy Max Freed do this. I think Max Freed is going to be a serious, serious, serious contender for the Cy Young this year. I, in fact, he was my pick at 14-1 to 1 to start the year. Listen, uh, I, I like this team. I like I like Max Freed. Obviously, I love the Mets. But uh, Bassett versus Freed, I'm just basically putting on that today. And it's a more or less a coin flip because Bassett's been incredible. But I'm just leaning towards Freed just a little bit more. So I'm going with them on the money line, minus 105. Love it. All right, also, we got two more uh, games to wrap up here really quickly. So here's a big series, Seattle. 12 and 10 this season, two games above 500. They hit the road. They're going to take on Houston, man. Houston at 500 right now, 11 and 11 after they won their first series. Uh, they're minus 143 the last I saw the Astros were. And here's where we were going to talk, when we were talking futures market, I was going to get your uh, thoughts on the Astros. You know, they're off to a slow start because they're not hitting right now. The pitching's been fine. Nobody's hitting right now, including Altuve, really nobody. Do you expect them to turn it around because you're getting a decent price, 10 to 1 on them to win the World Series? I don't think is good enough with the struggles, but I do expect them to kind of heat up a little bit, right? As do I. I think this is a team that's going to start putting on some hitting barrages. They still have Bregman. They still have Altuve. They still have some serious guys. Like Jordan Alvarez hit a bomb yesterday. Right. I mean, this is not this is not a bad team. This is a pretty good team, and I think they're going to win a lot of games. And 
they're like one of those teams that are going to quietly do it for the first time in a, in a while. Because I think the last few years they've been a loud team. You know, now after losing Correa and Springer over these last couple of years, I don't think they're going to be quite as loud. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see them quietly beat up on teams for the next few months. It's going to be interesting, but this is a huge series. I love the Mariners. You and I are not quiet about how much we love this team in, in Seattle. They're playing in Houston. Odorizzi on the mound. I'm going to go ahead and fade them. I'm going to say the Mariners are going to go ahead and do this on the road at plus 110 on the money line. I'm staying away from the run line on this game. I like it. Nothing there for me. All right, and last one, we got the Tampa Bay Rays, who are 12-10 and 10 this season. It's going to be a sweat for my win total to go under 90 games. Uh, wins. Oakland now 10 and 12. Gonna, it's not going to be a sweat. They're going to hit that so quick. What's wrong with you? Probably because they're going to clean up this week. You know the what they're going to do. I still can't believe oh, you took that bet. I know, I know. Give me the Rays, though, tonight. So there's been some line movement in favor of Oakland. I saw this open like minus 161. Now there's minus 159 out there. Tampa Bay on the road. Rasmussen on the mound going against Jeffries. I'll go with the Rays in this spot. But, again, here's another really low total, six and a half. I'm staying away from a lot of these totals because the totals are scaring me at six and a half. Even seven and a half is a total that I'm not feeling super comfortable going with the under on. Um, yeah, I'm going with the Rays. Obviously, I'm going to fade the uh, – Oakland Athletics today. You got the Tampa Bay Rays on the run line again at plus money at plus 115. Yeah, I'm going to jump all over that run line. Uh, the run lines are play, paying out huge right now. And yeah, low scoring totals, but I have to assume this team's going to win by more than one run. The, the A's are just a minor league team. I know they're playing better than they should be, but we know they are not a fully up to snuff major league ball club. All right, so that'll pretty much do it. So my big official play today, I'm on the White Sox, minus 145 with Dylan Cease on the mound against the Angels. And I also like the strikeouts. The number, by the way, is 7.5, minus mm -hmm. 125. Uh, give me a, I'm going to go over with you on the Cease strikeouts. I think he strikes out 8 minimum. And give me the White Sox. I love the Sox today, minus 145. They need this one. This is the game I'm most interested in. And, it's you know, it's a holdover game from the previous series on the weekend. So that series is going to finish up, and hopefully it gets the White Sox on the right track to get back to where they should be. I'm hoping for it. Yeah, you got it. Dylan Cease. Strikeout prop king. Give me double digits today. By the way, real quick question about you and the Rays. Do you just get a mini panic attack every time you see their opponent not being the Yankees or somebody that's a seriously powerful team? You're like, okay. Here's three more wins for them. Great. They're getting that much closer to 90. Yeah, but that's the best part about the win total, like the the, the preseason bets, man, is that it's tough to win every single day in Major League Baseball. You know, but man, having those to sweat out is so much fun. It's, it's better when your team got, gets off to a nice start for the first time in five years, like the Angels. Like every victory, I'm like celebrating, like, hell yeah. And then I overreact to every loss. It makes the season fun because, you know, it's 162 games. And it's a good way to stay engaged, these win totals. Because, yeah, like, the Rockies win a game, man, and all I need them to win is 70 games. So every victory for the Rockies, I'm celebrating. <laughs> I think they're going to do it, too. They're going to do it. They're going to win 70 games. Dude, Chris Bryant's hurt. He hasn't even homered yet this year. He's hitting for average, but I'm going to need him back in that lineup. Uh, that's the only thing that does concern me. All right, Cody, where can the people find you this week? Check me out on Twitter, at Decker6, and, of course, Antihero Baseball on Instagram. Check out all the shows. Of course, like, share, and subscribe to BetMGM, Emily Podcast, powered by BetQL with me and Ryan Horvat. Also, check out my other show on the BetQL Network, which is, of course, the Bet for the Cycle show on every Saturday, four hours live, where me and Rob Brown take you to live coverage of games and live gambling odds. Not unlike your show, Ryan Horvat, BetMGM tonight, which everyone should watch every Every single night. Yeah, especially when we have Cody Decker on 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on the Odyssey Network. I'm Ryan Horvat. 
with my uh, co-host, Tristan Crick, Quentin Mayo. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll be back on Friday to preview what we got coming up this weekend. The BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL.